0: We're in a series entitled Better, uh, and, and last week, Pastors Greg and Tina uh, kicked that off. We're going to continue to run through that series this week, and so if you're here for the first time, uh, and I know that most of us here, we want to be better. We want to grow. We want to move forward. We don't want to stay the same. We don't want to stay with the same challenges, the same issues, but better and becoming better often requires a little bit of honest, awkward evaluation. It does require some honest and awkward conversations and some questions. And if you want to be better, if you want to grow, if you want to move forward, if you don't want to remain where you are in certain areas of your lives, here's a question that I want us to consider today. Several actually, but let me just throw this one out to you. What are you holding on to that is actually holding you back? What are you holding on to That is actually holding you back. What is it that you are holding on to, but if you were to be perfectly honest with yourself, you are not holding on to it, it is actually holding on to you. You actually don't have a hold of it, it has a hold of you. What are you holding on to in your life? What is it something that everybody else is aware of and everybody else has to tiptoe around? That maybe today you could begin to be honest. Can't even get my hand out when I'm not holding on to anything. That's how hard it is to break free sometimes, isn't it? What are you holding on to that's actually got a hold of you? What are you holding on to that people around you are quietly wishing you would just let go of? What's weighing you down because you refuse to let it go? What is it that you thought would make your life feel better, but it actually makes it more complicated? What's slowing you down because you won't put it down? What are you dragging around? What are you holding on to and, and you, you're dragging it around and it's weighing you down and it's slowing you down? What is it in your life that you are holding on to that is actually holding you back what are you holding on to that you feel compelled to keep hidden what would you be embarrassed or would be embarrassing if people knew or found out in your life it's been forcing you to compensate in certain areas of your life and you should just simply let go of it I don't know what type of home you grew up in if you're in a Christian home I don't know who here was not allowed to watch the Simpsons growing up let's just be honest it's okay one of my favourite clips from The Simpsons, classic Homer. You hear that little one line? It's classic Homer. He's got his hands stuck in two vending machines. And they call all the emergency services and they're just about ready to saw his arm off and then one of the guys realises that Homer is still holding on to the can. <laughs> Do you know this is how they actually trap monkeys? Still Today. In areas of the Congo, this is how they trap monkeys. First, they tie a, a large coconut to a tree, they hollow the coconut out, they stuff a banana inside, and the monkey uh, yeah the monkey will actually put his hand in and it will trap itself when it grabs hold of the banana. and the, the monkey won 't let go of the banana, and so it 's trapped. It doesn 't work with all monkeys, but a certain level amongst some of you think mean, it might work with some people I know in this room. It doesn't work with all monkeys, but it still will catch certain monkeys that are underdeveloped. And and all they need to do to be free is to let go. So I'm here to say to us today, we need to let go of the banana and run away. Let go and you can be free. If you're not a follower of Jesus here in this place today, that's all I have for you. That's all I have for you. you, You can take it from there. You know what to do. I have no right to ask or tell you how to live your life, but I would just add one thing, is that you're not just hurting yourself, but by holding on, you are actually holding off the people who love you most. They know something's up. You just need to let it go. And I would love for you to consider today following Jesus. Following Jesus will make your life better and will make you better at life. And if you're a follower of Jesus here, there's more. Because the problem here as followers of Jesus, the problem here is that, is that we shouldn't be mastered by anything because we already have a master. Now, we don't like to use that word, master. We especially don't in this culture and triggered sensitivity like to use the word slavery but what else do we think this is what else do we think this is that when we're mastered by something we're we are a slave to it We're enslaved to our desires, we're enslaved to anger and bitterness, we're enslaved to addictions and reactions, we're enslaved to our, uh, you know, addictions to sugar, we're enslaved to things like pornography, Uh, anger, we're enslaved to anger and reactions. If you can't say no or you can't let go, if that's not slavery, I don't know what is. And the Apostle Paul summed it up in the, it, it, well in this letter that he wrote to the Christians living in Rome. And in Romans chapter 6, verse 16, this is what Paul writes. He says, Do you not know? Clearly they didn't know. Do you not know? Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Who or what you say yes to is your master. Whatever you say yes to is what you give your authority and power to. Paul continues on, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which is to God, which leads to righteousness. And sin is anything that hurts you or hurts those around you. Anything that dishonors God, dishonors you, or dishonors the people around you. If it's not good for you, then it's something you shouldn't do. Sin kills. Sin kills relationships, careers, your confidence, health, financial security, and even your peace. Sin kills. Obedience makes things right. Doing what's right, even when it's hard, makes things and keeps things right. Between you and God, between you and others, and between you and you. Paul continues on in Romans verse 17, he says, But thanks be to God, through, uh, though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has been claimed, uh, that has now claimed your allegiance. So when you choose to follow Jesus, we choose to obey him. And it's a tension in, in modern day Christianity where we, where we love the idea of Jesus being our saviour, but we're not so much fans of Him being our Lord. We love the Saviour idea, which is the rescue me from all of my pain and all of my dysfunction, forgive me of my sin, repair and fix everything in my life. But then when it comes to the Lordship of surrendering our lives to Jesus and trusting Him, not just to take care of my past, but to also influence and to take care of my future, we wrestle with that. Because we like to be the masters of our own lives. We like to make all of our decisions. We like to put our plans together. And we like to do things that feel right to us. But when you follow Jesus, when you truly, truly choose to follow Jesus, you choose to obey Him and He becomes our Lord. He becomes our master. Obedience frees us from the weight of sin. And Paul anticipated our resistance to this. And we also see in his letter to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19, he says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? And he says, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. And Economics 101 is this, the perceived value of a thing is what it will bring. Whatever you are willing to pay for something is what it is worth. And if only we understood what our Heavenly Father was willing to pay for our lives, for your life. If only we knew the cost of that. Of, his, of sacrificing his son Jesus. So often we go around, we, we feel so worthless and we feel that we aren't worth anything in our life. It doesn't matter. But all of heaven bankrolled everything and pushed all of the chips into the middle of the table so that you could experience a life and life to the full. Heaven spent all. It gave its greatest treasure so that you could know true life. What has the thing that you've been clinging on to actually done for you? The truth is it's costing you. So why should we honour it? Why do we bow down to it? Why do we allow it to be our master? Paul continues on in 1 Corinthians. He says, you were not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. We honor God by honoring ourselves and we honor God by honoring others. Anything that gets in the way of our love for God and our love for others and our love for ourselves. And if we're really honest in this place, it's often because we get so religious and then on the other extreme, we get so emotional driven that we want certain things and we like how it makes us feel. But if we're to be honest, the more that we give in to our fleshly desires and our emotions, the more we realise that they actually have a hold of us, we don't have a hold of them. Jesus never went with what he felt like, particularly when it came to the cross. So often Jesus said, I'm here and I do the will of my Father. Now, there's no doubt Jesus had emotions and there were times that they influenced him. He got hungry and all kinds of things. But Jesus lived a life obedient to his heavenly Father. And we often lower the bar of our obedience for two reasons. One, because we know perfection isn't attainable, so we lower our standards. And the other is, is that if we're to be honest with ourselves, we're usually got some stuff going on in our lives that we just want some type of comfort, and we just want something to ease and stop the pain. But we can't live half-baked, half-sold out, lukewarm in our Christianity. Where we want a, a bunch of the world and its pleasures and its... And it's all of this stuff. And then at the same time, we want Jesus to work everything out that we mess up. And we can't live that type of half-bake. We've either got to be all in, half in or all out. And Jesus even warns us in Revelations, he, he talks about it. And very rarely do I read from this book, so some of you are getting really excited this morning. Revelations 3 verse 15, it says, I know your deeds, he's speaking to one of the churches in the last days, I know your deeds that you were neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you were lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Some of us here today, myself included, need to make some serious decisions about what it is that we continue to choose to hold on to, the compromises we continue to make in our lives. And if we are going to be serious about becoming better and moving forward and growing in certain areas of our lives, we need to be honest with ourselves and honest with those that are closest to us that we may be holding on to some things that are actually holding on to us. And instead of making excuses, instead of blaming the world around us, we need to just humbly be honest and trust that God will work it out. What are you holding on to that is holding you back, that's actually holding on to you? Is it your anger? Is it a habit or addiction? Maybe it's a friend or a group of friends. Maybe it's a type of entertainment or gaming. Is it alcohol? Is it ignoring your health? Is it being too into your health? Does your family feel like they're competing with something? It may be something you need to give up now, but not forever. I've recently come to realise, I relate to you guys so much because I came out of drug addiction and brokenness. And I'm, by the grace of God, completely free from from drug addiction. But I only just realised a couple of weeks ago... That I was mastered by something, and I confessed it to Kate. I was like, I realized that I have another addiction. I realized I'm actually holding on to something that's got a hold of me. And, and what I realized that it was, I realized it was sugar and it was carbs. Now, I know that might just seem the most kind of like me and I got real issues. I'm like, no, like you don't understand. That was a real issue for me. As I realized it, and, and so there's been so many areas of my lives that God has delivered me from. But there's still this conviction for God to continue to draw me better. And, and, and there's, no, there's no scale here from we've got really bad issues here to, you know, not so bad ones there. If it matters to God, it matters to us. And if it matters to us, it matters to God. And I feel just as much weight of conviction around that area of my life of not being mastered in that area of, the, of my lack of help. I feel just as strong a conviction in that as I did when I found myself bound in drugs and alcohol. So be honest with yourself this morning. Two things that I want to give us today before I close. Just in case you want to finish this year with something really awkward, but really freeing. The first one is this. Tell someone. Tell someone. Whatever it is that you are holding on to, that really has a hold of you, tell someone. Don't struggle in silence. Don't hide. Some of you might need to tell a professional. Some of you might need to tell a doctor or a counsellor or a pastor or a leader. Some of you might need to tell a life group leader, a trusted friend. Some of you might need to tell your husband or your wife. But you need to tell someone. You need to be honest firstly with yourself and then you need to be honest with those who love you the most and want what's best for you. You might be here and you've, you might have struggled with something for a long time and maybe even given up with the thought that you may never be free and you'll just have to live with this. Friend, I'm here to tell you today, do not give up. Don't give up. You can overcome try and keep trying, cry out to God, call out to a friend, never stop pushing, never stop pursuing, because there is freedom available for you through faith in Jesus Christ. If the keys want to join me, that would be great. Tell someone, the second thing is this, to ask someone. This is where it can be a little bit awkward. Ask somebody, am I holding on to something that is holding me back? Ask someone, am I holding on to something that's holding us back? Tell somebody and then ask somebody. Married couples, if you're here today, ask, have an honest conversation. To say, am I? Is there something I'm carrying? Is there something I'm doing that you see is holding me back? And then, is there some issue? Is there something, you know? And please, wives, don't come back with your twenty-point lists, and husbands, don't. You know, we're just like, actually, now that you've brought it up, (laughs) we need to be for one another. And create safe environments in our families and in our church that when people begin to share things that they're struggling with, real things that they're struggling with, that we can provide a safe place for people to find freedom. One of the most, the things that grieves me the most that I'm so conscious of of trying to lead a church that would carry this is that we would just be so full of love and grace that this wouldn't be some fake performance. Pretend that this would be so authentic, so saturated in the love of God, that, that we as a people would have such a deep love for God and a deep love for one another that no matter who walks through those doors, from synodus ain't got it all together, doesn't have it all together. First marriage, third marriage. Tenth time of giving up addiction, first time to give up addiction. Wherever they come from, wherever you come from, that we would have a spirit in this place that is so loving toward one another. Doesn't mean we tolerate bad behaviour. Accountability is an incredibly important part of building healthy discipleship for people to grow in their faith. So often we like to draw lines in the sand because it removes our responsibility to have to do anything else to help somebody. I I just think that there are people, I know you're in this room, desperately weighed down by something you've been holding on to. And it's tormenting you. And it's affecting your family. And you just need to let it go. You need to tell someone or you need to ask someone so that you can begin to be on that journey of finding complete freedom. Don't be mastered by anything or anyone because as followers of Christ, we already have a master. We have a master who has demonstrated his love for us that why we were still all mastered by sin, he gave his life for us and invited us to follow him. And if you are not a Christ follower, you should consider it. If you used to be a Christ follower, you should reconsider it. You've lived long enough to know that it is true that sin kills things. And your greatest regret may have been that if you were to be honest, that some of the traps that you've fallen into may have been able to be avoided if you hadn't been following Jesus you may have never stuck your hand in that jar to begin with. In addition to letting go of what's holding us back, all of us need to consider of taking hold of the one who brought you back and bought you back. The one who will lead you back to life as he described, abundant and full and everlasting. So this morning, would you draw near to him today as he is drawn near to you and as he has endeavoured to remove every obstacle for you to enter freely and boldly and confidently into a relationship with him. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? Now, Heavenly Father, right across this place today, I pray for each and every person who if they're to be honest with themselves today, they've got a hold of something and it's holding them back. That we've got a hold of something, but really it's got a hold of us. And God, I pray this morning by your Holy Spirit that you would make it so clear and so known to us. That we wouldn't respond out of pride to make excuses or to blame But God, we would respond in humility with open hearts and open hands to acknowledge that maybe something we've got a hold of has got a hold of us and we cannot get free in our own strength. But God, we desperately need you to lead lead us all in paths of righteousness, in paths of freedom, We might need professional, we might need prayer, we might need a conversation, we might need accountability, God, but I pray whatever it is, God, that you would help us to begin to move toward living that life of complete freedom. In Jesus' name.